welcome back to the Audible. The Audible presented by Baptist Health is the official wellness and uh, sports medicine provider of the Miami Dolphins. Baptist Health is ready and committed to continue caring for you safely. Now learn more at baptisthealth.net slash coronavirus. Get all the information you need from our uh, good friends at Baptist Health. Kim Bocamp here, John Kajemi over there, and John Training Camp has started in earnest. The uh, team went out in pads uh, this last week to get things going and starting to see some, uh, some nice things out there. We'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about the injury level, uh, so an early injury that uh, really kind of uh, pretty disappointing injury as you move in to training camp. We'll talk about what we see out on the, on the field. Devon Gottschall is going to join us for a conversation. We'll talk about him and what he expects of this defense, especially with that interior line and trying to improve on their run defense as well as create some pass rush. And then uh, we'll hear from him and then we'll talk about uh, some news around the NFL and, uh, and, uh, and move on. So a lot of good stuff going on, John. I think most of all for, for all of us, uh, we're happy to see football, happy to be out in practice. And like I've said to everybody that I've talked to, you've been out there. The first question is, what is Tua like? You've been there, <laughs> I've been there, John. And uh, so let me, let me start out with you. Uh, I know Omar Kelly has kind of already said, ah, this guy's not all that. He's, no. he's, he's formulated that opinion in two days uh, for a guy that's only been in an NFL camp for two days. But that's, but that's all right. Um, I think I'm going to rely on, on, on my eyeballs and, and your eyeballs and your expertise. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you saw with Tua. And, and, and along that lines, that whole look, Tua, Fitzpatrick, and Rosen, and, and how that uh, scenario is beginning to play out. Well, it's only been a couple of days in pads for the Miami Dolphins, and I think that the quarterbacks as, as a group have looked pretty good. I think, the, you know, obviously the balls coming out on time means a lot. You know, pass rush right now, uh, not really a big indicator because they're, although they're going hard, they're not going extremely hard, not going 100%. Uh, they're getting into it and they're doing a lot of good things. But I think the quarterbacks have been on target. They've been on time. I think their arms have looked lively. Uh, the one thing about comparing guys, uh, obviously Josh Rosen ha has the strongest arm of the group. I mean, he threw one on Monday. It had to be 65 yards in the air. Uh, threw a dime, uh, you know, just a bomb, a go route. And you go, wow, that's probably why he hung around uh, because he has such a lively arm. Uh, but when you take a look at Tua and you take a look at Ryan Fitzpatrick, there's no, there's, there's a clear indication of, the calm that Fitzpatrick brings to the huddle and the way that he approaches his craft and the way that he goes through his reps in practice compared maybe to Tua or Josh. I, I thought Tua has looked good. I, I don't think he's looked poor. I, I would disagree with those assessments because the one thing I look at as a rookie quarterback coming into a new offense, to a new league, uh, to a new stage that you're supposed to be everything uh, under the sun as a quarterback, his timing, his footwork looks good. He looks healthy. The ball has enough velocity on it. He's made every throw I needed to see. Um, and he has a moxie about him that you can see why people gravitate to him. Immediately when he jumps in a huddle bow, he's tapping guys on their rear. He's getting, you know, communication with his linemen. He's getting his wide receivers organized. He'll yell something back at a defensive lineman to get him going. He has that trait that all really good quarterbacks need to have, that if he's going to lead, guys are going to follow. That I can tell from the first couple of days of practice. John, I had the chance to watch him in a practice, and, you know, and I like the ball he throws. 
Seems like he throws a ball that's easy for the, for the receivers to catch. Uh, I thought his accuracy in, in what I saw was, was really good. And, and I'm with you. He's, you know, he's just got that, he's got that natural feel to him, you know, and, and you're right. I, I, I think that, you know, between Fitz and Tua, they're, they're more similar. Uh, those two are more similar to each other than Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen, to me, like you said, John, I, I think, you know, his, I don't think there's any question his, his arm, his ability with his arm, his ability to throw the football. But what I don't see in Josh Rosen is that leadership quality that, that where, where, he, where he's, he makes guys want to rally around him and makes guys want to, want to bust their ass for you, you know? Mm-hmm. He seems to be a little more of a hemming and haw guy, you know what I mean? And, and, and so I think that's one of the, one of the things that differentiates, them, differentiates him from the other two, which leads me to believe that, and again, it's early on, this is a two-horse race right now with, with Rosen kind of battling for what's going to be – whatever's going to be that third quarterback position or whatever that turns into, be it a quarantined quarterback, be it a guy that's inactive on, you know, whatever weeks. But uh, I think the battle between Tua and, and Fitzpatrick is going to be one that's going to be very interesting to watch, um, you know, because I, I think they're both – and, again, I agree with you. Looking at Tua, you, know, you kind of look at his gait. Kind of look at him moving around. I, I haven't seen anything to me to indicate that there is any lingering issues w- with his hip, and, and that's a good. It's a great thing, Bo. Today at practice, it was it was obvious when he escaped the pocket and he went out to his left. He ran away from people, and then when he came close to defenders, he almost half went into a half slide, yeah. and it kind of caught me off guard because you either want him to slide or just just have him you know stand up and get you know, semi-tackled or quasi-tackled. But he half slid and popped right back up, and you were like, let me see if he's limping now. You know, let me see no, if he's no. got that same gait. And he did, which was a great sign for me that he had no, you know, preconceived notions about whether he should stand up, slide. He wasn't sure what he was going to do. But when he popped back up and ran to the huddle, I felt a lot better. Yeah. Uh, tough thing on, on, on uh, the second practice day, Vince Beagle goes down. Uh, kind of a non-contact thing, Achilles tendon, it looks like, and you know, you knew it was bad. I saw it happen, and you knew it, you knew it was bad. It wasn't a it wasn't a bad hit. It just it just occurred, and you knew you could tell by the way uh, they were treating him, the way he was feeling about it, that it wasn't good news. And then, you know, I, I saw him get off the cart and, and head into the locker, and you could hear him kind of. He got out of the way, and you could hear him scream a little obscenity out there. So you know, he wasn't upset. So that's a unfortunate thing. Uh, but, you know, it, it it, is. you know, injuries are going to occur and you know it's going to happen. And, but uh, for a guy like that that came in and really showed a lot of promise, uh, it was going to be a big help to this football team. Uh, it looks like his season has is, is already come to a, a conclusion here, which is a, is a tough situation. The other thing I saw, John, out there, and it's going to be a, an ongoing um, circumstance from now until they open the season, is that offensive line. Um, there's going to be four new faces on that offensive line. Uh, no question about that this year. There may be five new faces on that offensive line. Um, and what you're seeing is, you know, there was some talk about Tua with some some mishandled, some snaps. Well, it was a quarterback center exchange with him and Michael Dieter. So Michael Dieter's in there trying to play center. You got Tua, new quarterback in there. I don't recall how many times he took snaps from center at Alabama. Wasn't uh, many. It wasn't very many. And so he's getting to have to get acclimated to that, 
with a new center who's getting acclimated to that. And so issues there. But also, I think through this whole training camp, John, they're going to be moving all those guys all around because they need to find who is going to be Flowers going to be one of our guards and Jesse Davis. Jesse Davis going to be the right guy or who's going to be the, you know, it's so those, I think that's not going to play out. You, you won't get in. I don't think you will get any clues conclusive about that. Those positions probably for another week or two, John. I agree with you. Uh, let's start on the defensive side, Bo. When you, you mentioned you lose a tempo setter, I, I believe, and flexibility in your defense with Vince Beagle going down with with apparently looked like an Achilles injury uh, for the season. You know, this is going to be a, a season-ending injury for him. Uh, and, and that hurts the defense, number one, because he was a guy you could move around and play in multiple positions. And he, he was a tempo setter, not only for the defense, but on special teams. This guy was a valuable cog, played a lot of teams. And I think Brian Flores said it in his press conference. This is a guy people look to for tempo. They yeah. look the way you practice is the way you play. Yeah. That's a guy that's going to really be missed on this football team. So, you know, Ogba and, and Lawson and, and Guavin and, you know, Roberts and Drew J. Hill. There, there's guys that are going to be asked to do different things. And Van Ginkle, number one, yeah. just because of the loss of, of, of Beagle on the outside. Yeah. To your point about the offensive line, you're going to see this change on a daily basis, yeah. I, I believe, Bo. If you go to practice on Wednesday and you show up on Thursday, don't expect to, say, to see the exact same lineup or guys may be lining up in the same spot because you have to experiment without scrimmages and you have to experiment without preseason. And you have to experiment with, with, with about three months lost in the offseason. Yeah. It all has to be in a vacuum right now. So you're going to need to make a definitive decision on whether a guy can play left tackle, whether a guy can play right guard, and whether a guy can have flexibility to play certain positions if somebody goes down. So you're going to have to see all that in about 10 padded practices, which is a, a very difficult thing to do. So I, I think that's going to be in flux. Now, did we both probably see some positive things? I think so. I liked what I saw in the two, three practices that I've attended. But you still don't know until you go, go for real or at least get into some type of 75 to 95% uh, going against, uh, you know, your own team. Yeah, I like to look at the offensive line, John. They've, they've gotten bigger, uh, you know, with this draft class that they brought in with Eric Flowers. You know, that, that's, a foot, that's, that's an offensive line that's going to be 6'5 plus from, from tackle to tackle. Uh, you got some big bodies up there and, and guys that can move. And there were a couple guys that, Hunt, you saw him moving some people out. And so, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. But, but you're right. They're, you know, if they were doing two-a-days, I wouldn't be surprised to see one offensive line group go out in the morning and another group yeah. in the afternoon. It's just – it's that kind of deal. But, yeah, they've got to do that. And going back to Vince Beagle, John, Vince – you know, I saw Vince – I remember the Dolphins played the New Orleans Saints last preseason game last year, and I was – We were hanging out, hanging out in the end zone. That's right. right? And I, I'm standing on the side watching and watching pregame warm-ups, and I'm going, man, who the hell is that guy back there? He's ripping up and down the – yeah. And, and, and even in the huddle, you could see him gesturing and then break the huddle, and, and he's talking about going, man, that, that guy, that, that guy, I mean, he just caught – and then a week later, not even a week later. He's on our team. days later, they make the trade with Kiko, and he's on our team. And then I was, I was happy because, because what I saw with him last year was that same guy that – that guy that delivers energy to a huddle, and, and, and you can see it, and it's palpable when he was in there. So that's a, that's a big loss early on 
uh, yeah. for this group. So I uh, hate to see that. And you talk about Mick Curtis Weaver, another guy to keep it. But I can tell you this, talking about that defensive side of the ball, John, um, I'm looking at Ogba. going to be better. And I'm looking at, at uh, Shaq Lawson, and I'm going, those guys look like players. Thank you. Those guys. I'm Thank you, free agency. Shaq is, I mean, I'm looking at Shaq. He, that, Lawson, I mean, he's a, he's a big, long, long arm, long limb guy that can move. And, and uh, yeah, I, I, I like the way those guys, uh, I like the way those guys look. They're, they're, yeah, they're I, a nice fit. I, I think the defense, if I can say one thing, watching a couple of practices, you're going to see an improvement, a vast improvement on defense. Yeah. I think guys are moving around. You're seeing a lot of different looks, a lot of different players wow. in different positions. So I, I like what Josh Boyer is bringing to the defense. And I like the talent upgrade. Number, number one, primarily number one, as the Miami Dolphins probably will improve vastly on that side of the football. Yeah, if, if someone asked me now what kind of defense are they going to run, I could, I'd tell them I, I got, I've got no idea. Because the, the practice I saw, I saw everything from a three-man line to a four-man line to just everybody at the line of scrimmage coming and going. You know, those – I don't even know what they call those, but those, you know, those – I call them the wander-around kind of defense where you wander yeah. around snap who knows who's going one way or another so I mean they're already at that level of doing so it's, it's it's been good to see and and one of the guys that's going to play in in a big way is going to be Devon Gotcha he's been here for a number of times he was a fifth round draft pick and as soon as he came in I remember one of his first practices. I go man who's who's that guy 56 yeah uh, and, and, and so he's been he, he made an impact immediately and, and and really I think he's gotten better each and every year and and this is a big year for him to really step up in a couple ways step up his game a little more but step up in being a leader of that defensive defensive line room. I sure hope so. You know, he's going to need to be one of those guys. When you're looking at the defensive tackle position, you see Christian Wilkins, you see Devon Gotchow with experience. You know, you have Sealers in there, but you've got a young guy in Raekwon Davis that you're hoping you're crossing yeah. your fingers. He's going to be big, able to – That's a big body there too, boy. Yeah, it's a six seven. you know – 280, 300-pound body. I don't know. He's, he's a big man. Yeah, yeah. And he has some flexibility to him as well. But I think, you know, Godchow has to be – he has to be the player you see take another step in his progression this year because there's not a whole lot behind him. There's not a whole lot of experience, and there's not a whole lot of depth. So you're going to ask Devon to make uh, – to get into the best shape he's ever been in because he's, he's going to be playing a lot of snaps along with Christian Wilkins. Yeah, and, and the thing I like about him and both Christian, we talked to Christian last week, but the thing I like about both of them is, is the position flexibility. Yeah. They could, play, they could play the nose. They could play the inside tackles in a 4-3. They, the, they could play the outside ends in a 3-4. In a you know, get those big bodies out there to, to, you know, for the run game in a 3-4. In a so, you know, both of those guys give them a lot of flexibility. We had a chance to sit down and talk to, uh, to Devon and uh, – Let's hear what he had to say. All right, Devon, uh, back at work. It's been a it's been a strange off season. It's been a strange season this year. But uh, how good does it feel, even under these circumstances, to be back at work with your teammates, getting out on the field a little bit, and starting to starting to really feel that football is is really back where you want it to be? It's a little weird. <laughs> Got to walk around with masks on, you know. Leaving, you know, going to the shower, going to the cafeteria. Hey, I forgot my mask. You know, it's a little weird, but it's great always to be back with the guys, back grinding, you know, back building that team, you know, chemistry, team camaraderie. So it's always great to be back in the building with those guys. 
you know, we, we, we talked to Christian last week. You, you look pretty clean shaven there. You know, you, you're pretty dressed up there. Yeah. He looks like he just came out of a cave somewhere. I mean, he, he, looked, he looked ragged. <laughs> hey, man, everybody, <laughs> you get your partner to clean up a little bit? Everybody has their deal, you know. I'm, that's <laughs> just how I am, you know, just how, you know, I'll be all the time. So, I mean, hey, I'm going to be clean shaved. not going to be a lot of hair everywhere, but this is how I am. This is what I do. All right. Devon, you're looking good, man. I We told Christian he's getting gray as a young guy because now he's repping the, the team, you know. Well, he's stressed one, out. One of, oh, he's NFL PA rep. He's stressed out. He's I know. I know. It's, it's, he's turned into a different person. I hardly I, knew him when I was talking with him. The PA uh, with this whole coronavirus and this you know, player safety and stuff, he's stressed out. Hey, I wanted to ask you a little bit about – you know, the youth at your position, you look around and you're kind of the older guy and, and you're Before still young. Before and getting you're getting still older guy, yeah. I know, uh, but it, it's the truth. Do you feel any, I was going to ask you, do you feel any sense of, of leadership, of taking some guys that, you know, need to play at your position yeah. in a rotation at some point? I like this. Under your yeah. wing a little bit. I like the leader. I'm not a guy I like to lead by, by my actions, not a really like a really rah-rah guy, getting the guy's face. You know, I like to lead by my actions and the way I play. But I think, you know, like just, you know, in the individual drills, definitely, you know, teaching those guys, you know, hand placement, eyes, things like that. I mean, I think that's definitely a role for me, you know, to keep those guys, you know, going. And just to, just let them know that, hey, as a rookie, you know, you didn't have OTAs, you didn't have preseason games. So it's probably going to be more bumps and bumps, bumps in the road. So I think once you kind of get those guys in that mindset and let those guys know, you know, what to prepare for, I think they'll be all set. Yeah, it's youthful at your position, but when you look around the defense, the way the Dolphins have really gone out in free agency and done a nice job of bringing in some veteran presence, especially at defensive end, you get Kyle Van Noy at linebacker. You also can rush the passer. What does that look like to you? I know you haven't been in pads. I know it's walkthrough, but tell us what the defense feels like through your eyes. I feel good. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, trying to, you know, week one, you know, three, four weeks away. I'm just kind of, Slow it down, you know, but uh, hey, I, I, I feel good. You know, I feel like I'm in the best shape I've been in. You know, uh, guys on the defense look good. You know, you got, you know, two lockdown cornerbacks out there with Xavier and Byron. You got Kyle Van Noy, knows the system like the back of his hand. You got Emmanuel Agba, Shaq Lawson on the edge. I mean, I mean, I, you got, you know, uh, E-Rob, Requan McMillan, Baker, all those guys up the middle. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just blessed. Bobby McCann in the back, E-Roll in the safety. So I, I feel good. I'm great. I, I feel good. You know, I, I feel like, you know, we just got to do what we're supposed to do and lock in as a defense. Ron, you look at this football team as opposed to last year's football team, and you, you've got some, they, like, like John talked about, free agency, went out and got players. Last year, you know, had a tough time stopping the run. You had a tough time putting pressure on the quarterback. And you look at the offensive side of the football for your football team, that offensive line is going to be important. Is the success or failure of this football team going to be determined, determined on the line of scrimmage? I wouldn't say it like that. I just... Just put it like, I mean, we just got to do our job. I mean, everybody want to, you know, put like the pressure and stuff like that. But it, it just realize just a game of football, you've been playing this game like your whole life. I mean, just a, a man on a man, you know, when you one on one. So, I mean, you look at it as that simple. When my one on one beat the man in front of me, if it's two guys on me, then hey, somebody else should be one on one, you know. So just look at it like that when you one on ones. And I think everybody will be okay. You know, I don't want nobody to go out there and put pressure like, hey, man, we got to, you know, we got to get, you know, we got to get 50, 60 sacks this year. You know, just win, just do your job each and every day and it starts in practice. Each and every day going out, working hard, you know, getting the technique down, you know, getting the fundamentals down. And I think everything will be all right. Yeah, John touched a little bit on, on you being a leader and, and exerting yourself a little more. You kind of did that during the offseason, rounding guys up, getting your team together, 
just to get some continuity, get to know a lot of new, a lot of new faces, a lot of new guys, new guys coming in, and without the traditional OTAs and mini camps and all that, how important was it for you guys to get together, to see each other face to face, to be able to do a little bit of work together and get to know each other and understand what what this football team is going to be like from a, a personality standpoint? It was very important for me because I didn't want guys to get the shock when they get back in the building, like, hey, this is how we're going to do things. I, you know, like drills that we may do in the individuals, you know, doing the – like now we was doing that actually, you know, doing OTA time, like when we wasn't in the building. So I wanted guys to kind of get the used to rookies, rookies to kind of get, you know, especially like, hey, this is how things going to be. This is how we usually start off practice. We usually do these things in practice. So I kind of want guys to get the hang of it so guys don't get here and be shocked. And I kind of want to get – I mean, of course, like to get – you know, being football shape, you know, do football drills, cutting things like that, pass rush drills, you know, on the bag. I kind of want to get to stand football shape. Hey, Devon, what's it been like? We, we've been talking a lot about different leaders, but there's a new leader on the defensive side of the football, Josh Boyer. What's it been like with Josh and the communication between player and coach, uh, you know, to start out training camp? Uh, very detailed. You know, I kind of like Josh. Uh, you know, I was with, you know, Josh. You know, Josh had a big, you know, voice in the room last year, too you know, with PG being our DC as well, you know. But, I mean, just like, you know, very detailed, you know, very like what you're going to expect, what are you going to expect out of you because he's not going to sugarcoat nothing if you're playing, you know, if you think you're playing down low, I mean, he's going to tell you, you know, pick it up, you think you're playing good, you know, he's, he probably won't tell you you're playing good, but, you know, he'll be like, <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, it's just kind of, you know, like just a, a very loud voice in the guy that you know, you know, everybody's going to, you know, everybody's going to respect him and everybody's going to, you know, look up, you know, and inspect, you know, high expectations out of him and then he's going to expect high expectations out of us. Yeah, being around Josh uh, for last year, it's, you got to pry some of that good good news out of him sometimes. But he he is very attention to detail and probably lucky to have him on yeah, that side of the man. football. Very hey, what's man. it like? What's it like also in the building? I mean, just kind of are you guys getting used to what what is needed to happen? You know, to make sure you guys are healthy, to make sure you guys are doing all the right stuff to stay healthy and, and to keep everybody together. I think guys just got to be pros, man, like off the field. Like I can't, I can't watch three, four rookies, you know, off the field. They got to just be pros. You got to just, hey, man, this year of, you know, the pandemic, you know, we have to, we can't be in clubs. We can't be in bars. You know, we got to be at home, you know, be with our family. You got other guys who have kids got to come in, you know, you around those guys and you might affect those guys and their kids. So like, like the, uh, I heard somebody say, like, it's going to be the most disciplined team, you know, in this NFL this year, the most disciplined team. I think it's going to be the team that you see succeed for the team that sticks together, the teams that, you know, don't do crazy things off the field, you know, don't put the team in jeopardy. It's going to be that team that, you know, that you, you see, you know, favor early favor in the Super Bowl. Hey, you're a, you're an SEC guy. You, SEC you all that, day, baby. You wear that badge pretty proud. SEC, you're, SEC you're best conference in America. LSU guy. You even, uh, even, national champs, by the way. Even more. That's right. Bengals, you, you bleed, you yeah. bleed. What is that? Purple and gold? Is, is that purple and gold, baby? Yes. Purple and gold. Uh, now you got now you got one of their big guys, one of the big guys from uh, from Alabama, mm -hmm. in, in your room, and Raekwon Davis, big fella, yeah. coming in to help you guys out. Yeah. Little support there. You got another Alabama guy. So you're getting you're getting double teamed by Alabama this year with uh, with with your SEC guys coming. You need a little more Tiger help in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got Blake. I got Blake Ferguson, the long yeah. snapper, the LSU guy. You know. These LSU guys, so him holding it down. Uh, you know, it's always great to have LSU guys. It's always great to have. You got a little action going against those two guys from Alabama. You're taking two. Uh, you're letting Ferguson take uh, Raekwon Davis. And uh, is that, is that what's gonna 
<laughs> it's all hey, it's always great to have SEC guys in the locker room, man. It's always great. It's always great. To talk a little bit about uh, Raquan Davis, though, and, and, and his skill set and, and what he can do for you guys. And, and, and a little bit, too, if you could touch on a little bit of the defense that we saw last year where you could go from a 4-3 to a 3-4 to one of those milling around defense where nobody's got their hand in the dirt and, and you're just going. So with the addition of him and some of the other guys we talked about in free agency, uh, but particular in the middle, that, that rotation between, uh, between you three guys in there, Christian, yourself, and Raquan, uh, it looks like a pretty stout bunch you got in there. Yeah. I mean, I just got to, you know, like I say, the Braquan, big, long guy, a lot of potential. You know, I see it in him, you know, uh, long arms, you know, big, heavy-handed guy, you know. So, I mean, I'm excited to have him, six, 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 seven guys. So, I mean, I'm excited to have him on the team, excited to have him with us. You know I mean? Like I said, I mean, he just, you know, we just keep working every day. You know, me, him, Chris, and Zach Ziller, you know, Benito Jones. Just keep working on technique, keep working on fundamental things like that. You know, coach, you know, just keep – installing and detailing things on us. But I think, you know, like I said, if we, if we do, we do. But all three of us is young. I, I'm 25. Kristen is, what, 24, 25. Raquan is, like, like, what, 22, 23. So, I mean, we all young. But, I mean, we all got, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of things you know, to work on and a, and, a, and a lot of hope and a lot of promises. Hey, uh, one of the things I know you're, you're, you have a lot of work during to, to get ready for this football season, but you've also got your Chow Down Foundation. Uh, mm -hmm. And I know this uh, – this, this COVID has, has really changed everything. Were you able to do some things with your foundation, able to go out and, and do your community outreach that you've done so well since you've been here? Because, uh, yes. Going on? We, had a, uh, back, we had a school giveaway, uh, book sacks, put some school supplies in there. We had that with Dunkin' Donuts just, what, two, three weeks ago? And then when the first pandemic first started, we did the meals down here in Florida. We did meals down here in Florida. We did meals down here in uh back home in Louisiana. So we did all that. But I mean we just have keep keep things, you know, keep going, you know, with the coronavirus, the pandemic is only a certain amount of stuff that we can do in the community, you know, with the pandemic going on. But as always, you know, we always gonna try to get out in the community and do things. Hey you're you're gonna have probably I guess you start next week, maybe the seventeenth thereabouts where you go out and start going in pads. I think that's the deal. And you go maybe 10, 10 practices, which is kinda like getting ready for a college season. Not, not so much a pro season. Um, how, how do you think that's going to affect not only you guys, but, but all the teams coming out of the box? Adapt or die. <laughs> Adapt or die. I mean, it's just kind of the motto we live by here. Uh, I mean, and just kind of the motto everybody got to live by in the NFL right now. I mean, you know, you're going to, you know, adapt, do it, you know, technique fundamentals, uh, you know, I mean, you're going to see it in, in, uh, in season. But it's just kind of, I mean, it's just what we got to do, you know, I mean, the pandemic going on, it's, it's been a tough 2020 year for everybody. Uh, so, I mean, just kind of like we got to adapt by. I mean, like we're not going to make excuses. Like, we're not going to, you know, whine about it. We're just going to go out there and, and do our best. Hey, Devon, uh, thanks for stopping by and joining us. Uh, wish you the best of luck this season. Stay healthy and uh, keep everybody headed in the right direction. Looks like the, the, uh, the team did a nice job um, replenishing this football team with good people, good football players. The coaching staff looks, looks really good. And, um, you know, fight your way through this uh, pandemic and, uh, and let's see some good football this fall. Will do. Thank you guys as always. All right, so, so Devon, uh, you know, he, he's, a, he, he's a guy that's a leader, likes being a leader, is going to step that up a little bit. And like we talked about going in uh, is, is, is flexibility of that. And, and I like that, that you know, we, we talked to Christian last week, we talked to Gottschalk. Boy, you put Raquan Davis in that mix with those three guys in a tackle rotation in there. 
And uh, boy, you you really, uh, you know, Raekwon, if you could get him to be that guy that makes, that plays hard every down and plays to his ability every down, um, it's going to be a pretty formidable group in the middle there with the addition of Van Noy and, 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 with, and with Jerome Baker continuing to grow and Raekwon, Raekwon McMillan continuing to get better. Um, you can see that defensive front shoring up pretty quickly, I think, John, as the season goes along. Well, I think the Miami Dolphins, Bo, are going to be strong at the point of attack, and they're going to be very athletic at the point of attack, especially a defensive tackle. When you have Gotchow and you have Christian Wilkins along with Davis, you've got guys that not only are strong and physical with their hands, but their feet match where their eyes are looking, and they can get around blocks, and they can either bull rush you or they can get around you and rip your, you know, rip your arm and, and get on to the quarterback or find the, the ball carrier. Those are the traits that you like that you're trying to build on this defense. And I, I think this defense will be an attacking style defense. And it all, all starts up front with those guys. If they can solidify and just improve a little bit on the run game, the run, stuffing the run uh, on first, second down puts that defensive back and those linebackers in a much better position, and especially those edge rushers when it comes to third down. So I, I like what I've seen so far out of the middle. You get two young guys, or really three young guys, that have a lot of energy, that like to have fun playing football, but are, are physical at the point of attack with that athleticism you need in, yeah. in this day and age in the NFL. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the NFL, let's take a look around the NFL. And, and John, I had the opportunity to watch Hard Knocks, a couple of episodes of Hard Knocks. And, and really the reason I tuned in, I, I wanted to see – I want to see what they were doing protocol-wise. You know, we've been able to be at training camp and, and kind of see from outside the building some of the protocols that are going on there. But I think these hard knocks kind of let you inside to see. And, boy, I tell you, the, the, the job that these teams have to do in order to allow these guys and, – and I've got to say this, John, so far, uh, you know, we've been through – you know, there's some teams started on Monday uh, in pads, some started on Tuesday in pads. But you've had a number of days now of these teams in pads. And, you know, you, you, you haven't had it. You haven't really had much COVID stuff. You know, you've had no. guys have had teams, guys, guys go in on the COVID protocol. You know, you know, they tested positive. They come out. I think, uh, you know, so, you know, and, and so they're, they're going in and getting out quickly. You know, the gotcha, I think, was – I think he was tagged on it and had two positive tests or, or negative tests. He was back out. And so – that's going to work. And I think league-wide, I think the league has to feel pretty good right now, even having been through a few days of, of practice, padded practices where guys are now starting to have contact, close quarters, all those things that are going to be tough, tough to manage. It seems, John, so far so good. It is, Bo. It's a great sign, and it's good news for the National Football League. I think right now, with a, maybe a, uh, almost a week for some teams in pads and some about three or four days in pads. Uh, this is the lowest number league-wide uh, for COVID-19, guys being on certain lists. Yeah. They're coming off the list, and that's a very good sign. And it's, a, it's something that in the protocol, I think with, with each team in the National Football League, the way they're testing, the way they're, uh, the communication and the education uh, with their players on what to do in the building, but most importantly, what they do when they're outside of the building, yeah. how they can kind of stay in their bubble, even if they're not in, at the facility, but try to be around the, you know, your family and the same people. Don't try to bring anybody new into the equation. And, and I think that's really working. And, and the protocol that we have to go through to, to go watch practice, you know, filling yeah. out forms, taking your temperature, 
from, from me going into the building, I have to wear a tracker and I can't get within six feet of anybody else that's not on the same tier that I'm on. Yep. So there's a lot of different things that, you know, go into the planning of trying to keep these guys in their cocoon and, and at, at, be safe at practice and in the facility, in their meetings, while they're eating lunch and dinner and breakfast and all those types of things. But most importantly, when they leave training camp, it's on each individual player to try to do the right thing. And, and so far, I think it's working. Yeah. And I, look, I, I, I would, I applaud the NFL um, from what I've seen for their ability to, I mean, this thing is, you know, the, 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 the Dolphins are using virtually every inch of space in their entire facility from, you know, not, you know, not, you know away from the big auditoriums and their meeting rooms. Heck, they're using some of the rooms that we've used to do the audible for That's meeting right. rooms. So they're, they're, yeah. they're doing everything they can and all the, all the protocol, all the protections that are in place and everything. And, um, yeah, it's very, very, it's very impressive to see what they've done. And then to compound it by looking, watching this, this um, uh, hard knocks with the Chargers and, uh, and the Rams in L.A. Uh, and, and see what they're doing and, and just how much work it takes to get done. But, but, uh, but while I'm watching too, John, it's always, it's also, also leads me to the point that, that you know, I, I think football's been pretty sloppy for the first six weeks of the season. Yes. I don't know. I don't know how you can not have it uh, be sloppy when when you you're limited to so much practice and you're limited to a lot of those things and all the stuff that you would normally do during. You know, I was uh, Sean McVay was talking about you know pre-snap the team the teams that can have the least pre-snap penalties are going to be one of the teams that has the best chance for success. You, you can't you can't beat your. It's it's even it even puts more emphasis on not beating yourself before you even snap the ball uh, in the course of a game. I would think the National Football League might want to try to get more sponsors for commercial time because there's going to be a lot of penalties yep. in, in the first two, three, four weeks, especially on special teams or pre-snap alignment penalties, uh, center quarterback exchange, shotgun snaps, holding calls, hands to the face, all the things that – kind of gradually go away as the season or as the preseason, you know, kind of goes from game one to game three to game four. And then you have it appear maybe the first couple of weeks of the season. You're going to have a lot of that. Now, I'll be interesting to see, Bo, how the officiating, if they're going to let some things slide early in the season with the, yep. the holding, the pass interference, uh, the different things, you know, some alignment, some motion uh, behind the line of scrimmage. If he's, tending to lean towards the line of scrimmage before the snap of the ball. I wonder how lenient or, or how strict that officiating is going to be as they start the season. Well, you, you like, you know, in me, and you, you, li you like to see, I would like to, I would like to see this on a regular basis, but I'd like to see this league get to the point where, where penalties that are not affecting the play are not called. Right. You know, a backside tackle that got a little hook on a guy, that guy has no chance of making a play on the other side. Let, let that one go and, and, and walk up the guy, hey, I could have flagged you. Could have flagged you. Keep, you know, just kind of go right. through that a little bit and, and do that. And, and, and I'm so. hoping that the officials are going to help these guys when they notice a guy that's, you know, covering up somebody else right. on the line of scrimmage and say, hey, guys, who's on and who's off? Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so they can look at, you know, figure it out and, hey, you're on or I'll take a step back yeah. just to get over the hump of, of some of those tedious, you know, five-yard yeah. penalties that you see a lot in preseason. Yeah, John, one of the other things that we found out, that the league is going to mandate uh, noise at the stadiums. 
you know, we don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be music, uh, but it's going to be, and we talked about it a little bit before we went in the air. It's almost just going to be like white noise. You may right. not know what the noise is, but it may just be rumbling, but it's not going to be, they're not going to have somebody there that's going to raise it up when the team, when a big play. So it's just going to, just, just so that it's not, just so it's not so clinical in, in the, uh, in the stadiums for the games, you want to need a little something, something there to fill the, fill the void, the noise void, if you will. Well, I hope we don't hear any muskets or anything going on in the Patriots sidelines or end zones no. that first week. You know, I hope they don't have that on sound. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice. Keep them, keep them to a goose egg. It would be nice going up there. And although, I, although the first week, I guess they're not going to have any fans at least, you know, there's, it's funny because there's teams, John, that are talking about, well, I, I figured there's a couple teams that we could fit 20,000 people into our stadium. I think the Dolphins have a plan in place for 15,000 people where if they want to, where they can get in and out uh, with social distance and everything and different teams are, are trying to tweak their capacities and this and that. Uh, but New England week one has already said no, no fans there. It'll, it'll be an empty no. house. And, and I've been standing on that sideline there for about uh, the last 18 years or so. And, and I'm sick of seeing some of those people anyway. So it'll be nice. <laughs> nice not to have a look at the horses with those stupid freaking hats and shit that they wear up there. Oh, <laughs> Bo, I only got to experience it one time, but uh, I, I feel your pain over the years, believe me. <laughs> Those damn guys with the guns that shoot and the whole thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, it, it's going to be different. It's going to be different, but it's going to be football. And, uh, and, and, and John, so far, so good. I'm pretty happy with what I've seen at training camp. And I think there's going to be a, be a very interesting uh, rest of training camp and in the season. And, uh, uh, but again, I'm, I'm encouraged by some of the things that I've seen over the course of this first, um, which it's almost been a month now, uh, yeah. of, of these guys being in the building, around the building, and going on. And, and, and so far, uh, as we said earlier, so far, so good. Yeah, Bo, over watching, you know, just a handful of practices, I, I would tell Dolphin fans, defense is going to be much improved. I think Byron Jones is going to be a huge upgrade if X comes back on the other side. Your linebackers are going to be tone centers. I really think that Landon Roberts, uh, as a linebacker, is, is going to be the boisterous guy. He's going to be the energy guy, yep. uh, not only on special teams, but on defense. And the defensive end position is, is vastly improved. Offensively, you've got three quarterbacks that have been throwing the football fairly well. The young guys are going to get an opportunity up front. And I think you've got to cross your fingers that – they can have a run game on offense and that the receiving core is going to be as good as it was last year with, you know, deleting Albert Wilson yeah. and Alan Hearns and hopefully somebody else will step up. Well, hopefully next week when we get back and we start talking, we're talking about Preston Williams because he's, he's shown some signs of, of, of being yes. Preston Williams that we saw last year before he went down with the, uh, the injury. And, uh, and, and he's already made some plays that, uh, that you remember seeing last year in training camp. So that's a positive. Science. We'll get a chance to talk about that a little bit next week. But that's going to do it for the Audible presented by Baptist Health. Uh, as the official wellness and sports medicine provider of the Miami Dolphins, Baptist Health is ready and committed to continuing caring for you safely. Learn more at baptisthealth.net slash coronavirus. Uh, John, that's going to do it for the program today. Uh, appreciate you being with me. Appreciate you being on. Appreciate the fans for, uh, for following us. So for John Kajemi, I'm Kim Bocamper. I want to thank Jeff Griffith. I want to thank Logan McCall for helping us get on the air. And, uh, John, I'll, uh, I'll see you at, uh, at practice here in the next uh, next day or so. Sounds great, Bo. Look forward to it, buddy. Uh, take care. And you guys stay safe out there. We'll see you next week.